Step 11, Intimacy, Week 2, Day 5, A Servant's Reward. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, help me to know the rewards of serving you. Christ came to serve. Jesus was humble to enter his own creation to meet your greatest need. He paid sin's penalty so that you could be adopted as God's child. Now, Christ's Spirit lives in you and is transforming you. He is uniting your heart and mind with Him so that you can live like a child of God with an eternal inheritance. Titus 3 verse 4 to 7 says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Jesus considered others' eternal needs before His own comfort. If you want to be one with Christ and know His joy, follow His example. Love people by considering their eternal needs before your own. As you consider others' needs, God will meet your needs. He will grow your love for others and for Himself. Explore how Christ wants you to serve others by applying what you have learned this week about Bible study to Mark 10, verse 28 to 52. This passage records some of Jesus' final days. In it, Jesus and his disciples are traveling to Jerusalem, where Jesus knows that he will be crucified. In verses before this passage, Jesus communicates that the kingdom of God is for people who are like children, with many worldly needs and that it will be difficult for rich people, with few worldly needs, to enter the kingdom of God. The verses after this passage record Jesus' ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, a fulfillment of a prophecy about the Messiah. Listen to this passage to observe Jesus' interaction with his disciples and how he responds to people's needs. Here's a background on the Gospel of Mark. John Mark, a traveling companion of Paul and associate of Peter, wrote the Gospel or Good News of Mark. Many scholars believe that the Gospel is Peter's account of the life of Christ. The book is likely the first Gospel written of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and moves chronologically through the life of Christ. It focuses on the acts and miracles of Christ to help readers see Christ's identity clearly. It was written to Gentile Christians in Rome in the early 60s, around the time when Emperor Nero began to persecute Christians. Mark 10 verse 28 to 52 says, Peter began to say to Jesus, See, we the disciples have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. And they were on the road, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him, 
and after three days he will rise. And the disciples James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, a title of the Messiah. Have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Practice studying God's Word. Write down your observations. What is the main point of these verses? How does Jesus interact with the disciples, the crowd, and Bartimaeus? What is Christ showing you? What is your big takeaway? When you finish your observations, complete this lesson. Listen to these observations. Jesus says a lot about worldly possessions, relationships, and position. He first responds to Peter's statement by saying that no earthly possession or relationship surrendered in order to follow Christ can match the eternal gains of following him. He plainly tells the disciples he is going to surrender his own life, but they still do not understand. James and John request the greatest positions of privilege in Christ's kingdom, and when the other disciples hear it, they argue about who is greatest. Jesus says that the greatest in heaven will be the slave of all the one who surrenders position, privilege, and possessions for the eternal benefit of others, just like Jesus. Then Christ responds to a blind beggar, Bartimaeus, who has nothing to offer Jesus. Crowds hushed Bartimaeus as they passed, but Jesus hears his cry for the son of David. Jesus responds to Bartimaeus' demand for mercy with a servant's question, the same question he asked of James and John's demand. What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus requests that Jesus recover his sight, his greatest earthly need. Jesus, able to meet his earthly need, heals Bartimaeus, so that he may come to faith and his soul be made well. Bartimaeus' greatest eternal need. Jesus saw with eternal eyes. 
He served his father, and he served us for eternal rewards. He met earthly needs to offer eternal recovery. He willingly faced suffering and served up his life as an offering because the Father loved us. As a result, Christ has rescued us, and he is exalted above all names. Philippians 2 verse 5 to 11 says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You will not regret worldly losses suffered from serving Christ and loving others. By using possessions and talents that you have received from God to serve others' eternal needs, you will grow in your understanding of Jesus. You will experience eternal rewards now and forever. Paul said it like this in Philippians 3 verse 8, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, use what you have given to me for your kingdom. I want to know Christ. Now it's time to take action. List some steps you can take to serve others' needs. How can God use what he provided to you to meet others' worldly needs so that you can direct them to Christ? who will meet their eternal needs.